what's up, what's up, what's up, world? This is the Down with the King podcast. I am Will K. the King, alongside C. Wade. What's up, Britt? How you doing out there today? How you what's, doing, what's, Wade? What's really good, man. I'm just, I'm just coming off of a crazy weekend. Crazy weekends. It's only Saturday, but you it's know, Saturday, only man. Saturday, three day weekend for a lot of people. So you know, that's always a good thing. Memorial Day holiday is on Monday, so you know, people are gonna be barbecuing, enjoying the nice weather. We got ninety degree weather the next couple of days, so you know. Or for, so your, about, or for you guys that work this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, for you people that work, you know, I I feel for you. Um, I don't, so yay. Um, but for you know people that work, I, I'll you know, the you struggle know, is real, y'all. The struggle we'll, is mad real. We will pour out a little liquor for y'all. It's cool though. But like I said, welcome to the Down with the King podcast. Uh, this is episode number two. Number two. Uh, and we got quite a few things. A lot of things have happened in the last week, mostly in the last few days that I want to cover. Um, so a few topics on the on the quote the quote list that we want to kind of touch on this week. So starting, so we're gonna start with current events, and so I'm gonna start with my last weekend. The so last weekend, um, and I'm gonna start with so Deadpool two came out last weekend. Awesome, right? So I went and saw it last Saturday. Um, I saw it before everybody else. Though. Well, yeah, he saw it um, on a Thursday because he thinks he's special. Um, Like everybody else doesn't go see movies on a Thursday. Um, I don't because I work on Fridays and I just refuse to do that. But with that being said, uh, saw it last Saturday. Movie is fucking hilarious. Yes. Um, If not funnier than the first one, just as funny. Um, Like if y'all haven't seen the first one, you won't get it. You won't, but it's just a hilarious fucking movie. It really is just hilarious in general. Even if you haven't seen the first one, if you watch the movie, you're going to, um, you're just gonna, but you're gonna laugh throughout most of the movie. Yes. The scene with the helicopter, I literally, <laughs> I could not breathe. No, no, no the, the one with the wood chipper. That that was the helicopter scene where everybody was jumping on the helicopter. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was that was it. And <laughs> that, that was yeah. the most epic thing. Man, I couldn't breathe. I everybody in the theater was just dying the entire time. <laughs> Mind you, I went and saw it early as hell in the morning. Um oh, and the funny now. thing is I like I do that when I felt like I just want to get up and go see a movie. And I got when I saw a nine thirty AM show. Mind you. I didn't think anybody was gonna be there. There was a lot of people there. And then the the funny thing about this and not to be stereotypical, but most of the people were black. Which was hilarious to say to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, black people get up this early? <laughs> it's not just me? Nah, it's not, it was, it's not uh, just you. But it was a Sunday, though. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I said it was Saturday. It was actually Sunday. So it was a Sunday morning. Yeah. Pretty much black people this up. Nah, come on, now. A lot of us is going to be up. a.m. movie if on a Sunday. Not, if we not going to the movies, a lot of us is at church. <laughs> That's what I would, you know, usually I can feed see but after church. But apparently, nah. we, uh, we didn't uh, uh, count this day. I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. So movie was fucking hot, like I said, hilarious. So it was a good uh good Sunday morning. Um there was a lot of funny ass scenes in the movie and yes. if you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. Um You gotta be a fan of Deadpool. Matter of fact, you Honestly be a you fan really don't X-Men. you really don't actually. Well, you, you just go, if you, well, you like really, comedy you don't really need to be a uh, Deadpool fan, but you have to be an X Men fan to get all the Well to get some the of the jazz. nuances, yeah. That's yeah, but if you're a fan of a lot of things, there's a lot of things he references in our audience had nothing to do with Marvel stuff. He, but you the know. fourth wall has been broken, reassembled, and put back together just so you can kick it back in again. Well, yeah. 
And I mean, that's just what Deadpool does. He does it in the comic book because he's he's fully aware that he's a character, mm-hmm. and he talks to the audience throughout the movie. Zach Morris <laughs> makes a lot of funny references. By the way, since he mentioned Zach Morris, I just want to reiterate: Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. He is definitely trash. And if you have not seen their YouTube page, hilarious. please search it. it. Is the most hilarious thing in the world, especially if you've ever watched Saved by the Bell, because I was a I was a diehard Zach Morris who fan. Hasn't? Who hasn't watched Saved I, by the Bell? I mean, so some people are younger or they just weren't into it for whatever reason. I mean, it's, but, it's come on, dog. It's I mean, Saturday but, morning on Channel 4. <laughs> yeah, but still. You I mean, got, you got the power lineup. You got City Guys, Saved by the Bell. But no, we're, that's that's late Saved by the Bell. We talking still, about early. We talking about Saved by the Bell back when they were still in Indiana. Mm. With Miss Bliss, like, mm. <laughs> like, like, there's a different yeah. name. You gotta be a, you Mr. Belvin. If you really a Saved by the Bell fan, you really Miss a Saved Bliss. by the Bell fan. But it don't matter because Zach Morris is trash. And as much as I used to love Zach, I can't deny. It. Yes, he was trash because some mean, of the stuff he did. Come, dude was trash. He though. manipulated the hell out of his friends just to get what the hell he wanted Poor at Scree. every turn. Poor That's Scree. just you know, which is you know, it's a lot of people. It's not. It's not common. So, with that being said, um, like I said, Deadpool is a great movie. You definitely wanna. You wanna it's get up worth and go. The money. Definitely go see if you haven't. It's a hilarious movie. Good night. Good. Good laughs. Mm-hmm. So moving on. So the one thing I'm really annoyed by, in general, rate this has been happening. And I feel like people are just trying to break my pockets at this point because. <laughs> so. Everybody decides they want to go on tour this year. Apparently, everybody. 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 So first it was Jay Z, you know. First it was Jay Z and Beyonce going to announce the on the run or two uh, tour, which okay, whatever, fine. Before that was Bruno Mars and their tour. His tour, I think, is in September. There is in August. Then recently Drake announced his tour, which is the day after the Beyonce and Jay Z tour. Mm. And then. Um, before that, Kendrick and uh, TDE announced their freaking tour. Mm-hmm. The whole TDE championship tour is on. So then, Childish Gambino announces his tour, but they're not coming to where we are. They're going to Chicago, so that would be a road trip. So that's another one. Shout and out to Gambino, man. He did his thing in solo, man. Right. And then, I hadn't seen that yet, by the way. Ooh, so we'll, we'll, I'll have to go see that. Yeah, please. Um, and now, freaking J. Cole just announced just freaking tour. Yeah. You know what? Fuck all of them. <laughs> Fuck all of them. Because y'all gonna make me broke. And I ain't got time for this and all these shenanigans. I got a Vegas trip coming up. And now y'all trying to make me broke. I really don't have time. You have to do is say you. no. No means you know, no. No means no. You know, I really wish I could, but... No means no. You know, it's just not that simple. That's not your purse. It, you know what? I'm going to have to make a decision, some executive decisions here. There's a lot of damn concerts to go to, especially in the short... Because most of these shows are between August and September. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Kendrick one, I mean, the Kendrick one was this next month. All of these shows are literally in August and September. Like, this is freaking ridiculous. They know what they were doing. The stars online just they whack. That's what I'm saying. They are or they're all organizing these damn tours around the same time. So fuck them for that. Just want to point that out. Um, everybody's spending money on these damn sh- um, tours, tours and shit. So yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be broke. It's just pretty much the gist of it. Um. So moving on, and it wasn't really nothing to talk about but me complaining about the fact that I'm trying to spend all these damn money on concerts. And don't tell me I have a choice, because damn it, I don't. I love music. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's, yeah, <laughs> right. So, right. Rant over. 
Um, no, I still have more rants to go. So, moving on to my next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, these next few topics are probably going to be more in depth. Those are just things I want to touch on a little bit. So, and I didn't touch on this before in the last episode because I just I felt like I, I just really everybody was talking about it and I just wanted to kind of get away away from it. And I'm really not going to touch on it the same way that it's kind of been covered. I really just want to kind of talk on the concept of free thinking. Free thinking has free thinking or free thought has been um, a, co- a topic of conversation um, primarily because Kanye brought it up when he was going on his his social media rants and interview rants over the last month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And he his 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 premise was people shouldn't get mad at him because he believes in free thought and he doesn't have to have the same thoughts as everyone else and you guys shouldn't bash him because he has his own thoughts. So for the people out there, please explain exactly what free thought is. Okay, so um because there's got to be a definition of this. Which is what I'm looking I'm looking at up at right now. So so, the definition of free thought, and this is the definition I found. That it's on, now, this is a Wikipedia definition, so, you know. It counts for something. Whatever. So, the, the Wikipedia definition of free thought is the philosophical viewpoint which holds depositions regarding truth should be formed on the basis of logic, reason, imperialism, rather than authority, tradition, revelation, or dogma. So, in layman's terms, what that means is, Instead of basing my opinion or thoughts on what other people say I should believe, um, what a tradition says I believe, what history has told me, for example, if you a person you have family that was raised to be really really religious, this means that I shouldn't have to just follow what those people believe just because I was raised in that household or in a family that believed that, um, or because tradition says I should do things one way, I should believe one thing, doesn't uh, that mean it means it doesn't mean I have to follow that I can buck tradition. For example, in my family, up until my up until my father, every one of my uncles and my grandfather were all military. Every one of them. My father was the first one to not go to the military. And that tradition ended with before him, right? It ended with, it stopped with him. And none of us has been to the military since. Hmm. So he was the he Clearly. was the first one that didn't go. So, but that was um, his brothers all went, and my grandfather. So all four his three of his brothers all were military. My grandfather was military. But my dad was the one that did not go. But that was a tradition before him. So that's it's that same idea that, you know, it's no different than if somebody you your your parents are Christians, but you choose or you feel like based on your experience or wherever you feel that you know what I don't want to I don't want to follow that path. That's not a path that's for me. So that's what the basis of free thought is. So based on the definition of free thought. Kanye is right to a point as far as he shouldn't have to believe what he shouldn't have to base his thoughts on what other people tell him or what other people think he should believe, which I think is not a wrong thing because, and this is more of an opinion I have and a frustration I have when people talk about Kanye and artists in general. And one of the, this came up a few years ago when the whole Sway interview happened mm-hmm. because a lot of people have this So Sway kept telling Kanye, well, why don't you just do something yourself? Exactly. The whole point that Kanye was trying to get people to understand is this. 
I could do something myself. You're right. But I'm trying to get to the level those people are at because that's the level where I can start to truly affect change. The and and um, uh, Arian Foster kind of alluded to this on his when he was on one of Jay, uh, uh, Joe Budden's um, episodes of the pull up, and he said the whole point kind of he was trying to get across is kind of the same thing as the NFL. For example, the NFL is eighty percent black, mm. but there's no black owners. No, not at all. Right. So all. and the thing is, those black those black players can't just stop because guess what. Just the same reason that when those players, when there's a, a, a lockout or, you know, people say, well, the players should just start their own league. It's not that simple. No, you can't. Just there's a reason why no other leagues have been successful outside of the NFL. Like there's there's so much more into just making your own league. It's 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 just not that simple. People assume that because people got a certain amount of money. I say, yeah, it's one thing. And you got a few, you got millions, but these people that own these leagues have billions. Yes. And people don't seem to understand that. They just don't. So, money and plus is- everybody's not meant to run a freaking league. That's another thing is that you may have out of all those players in either the NFL or the NBA, though, that are making the top tier players that are making that kind of money. Let's be clear. All of these cats ain't probably built to run a, a league. It's not that simple. You have to have people in place that actually know what the hell they're doing to do those kind of yeah, things. You need figureheads. Right. Actual... It's not that simple. And so people, and you have these structures that have been built for years. The NFL has been around for decades. The NBA has been around for decades. You can't just today say, I'm going to build my own league. Build, shit, for example, Vince McMahon is a fucking billionaire. He tried to he's and he's a white guy. Exactly. And he tried to start his own football league. What the fuck happened? Failed miserably. <laughs> and he's trying to do it again. Forty five tried to start his own football league in the eighties. That shit didn't happen either. The USFL didn't happen. The the American the, all these places all these times that people have tried to start their own other leagues, even white people, mm. it hasn't been successful. Because you're competing with an established product that people are already fully invested in. Mm-hmm. And for those people to split that attention from something they already... These people have built up a relationship with these teams. Because the thing is, people don't understand is that people don't give a fuck about players. They exactly. are loyal to their teams. Like, they, they yeah, you may be a fan of a certain player. But let's be clear. These people have more of a connection to those teams and those cities than they do to those players. Case in point, the Philly Eagles. Right, so it doesn't matter who the players are, they are they are connected to the teams. The teams have been there for years. That's what they have a connection to. That's the reason why you have situations where when a team leaves that city or that state, the fans fucking are mad as hell. And they they, they don't have right. they don't give a fuck about. They, for example, when LeBron left and they banged, they burned his damn jerseys. So when he came, he came back. Came back they was happy as shit because it didn't matter as long as he was helping Cleveland be successful. Mm-hmm. That's all that mattered. And so when people say, oh, you need to start your own thing, the whole point that Kanye was trying to get across to people was, you're right, I could start my own fashion line and be and, and get to a certain level, but I will never break that glass ceiling doing it on my own, mm-hmm. which is the reason why he said he needs more money to try to break through to the break into that that space it's not that simple and people don't seem to understand that and so 
And but because of Kanye's personality, it also works against him too. Because Kanye is a very he, he's person. a very emotional person. And Kanye's emotion gets the best of him a lot of times because his delivery on a lot of things is the reason why people look at him like he's crazy. It's because he can be saying some things that people other people think, but because of his delivery, it never it comes could, off the way he intended. It never comes off the way he intended it or the way people are going to want to accept it. And that's just the way it is with him. So I got what he was trying to say. And a lot of some people did. But it's just that people don't understand it. They don't like the way he delivers information or delivers his point or they don't understand it. Or is that some people are just so confined to the way they think or the way they look at things that it's like they can't see it from a different point of view. My thing is this, and this is the thing about creatives in general. Most creators are crazy or they look at the world in a different way. If you really went into the mind of most really, really, really great creative people, the people that we refer to as geniuses, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't want to hear see half the shit they look the way they look at the world. Because they look at the world in a totally different most people look at the world in black and white. Very few and some people may look at it and say there's a gray area in there in the middle. Most of the creative people that we view as geniuses, people like Kanye, people like John Lennon, people like Michael, like these people didn't look like they looked at the world yeah, in any, all uh, any, like different colors that we don't even know. Yeah, any of the classical painters and from uh, like the 18th century, right? They didn't they look at the always, world. They actually showed you how they see things, right? And as, and the thing is, and we look at it as art, but there was a more to it. We and it was yes, it was art and artistic in its nature, but it was a story. There was more there that even us, even people that looked at these pictures and paintings for years, still don't get because we have to. We can only view it through the lens of what we perceive. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what they or, were thinking, or we can and only a, view it as in the angle of how they applied the paint or how they did the strokes. Exactly. And and that's, that's, and that's something we, we kind of, yeah, we kind of interpreted our way. It's the same way anything. People can interpret things differently. But the thing about it is because a lot of times these these paintings are survived beyond those people. So they weren't around to explain what they were thinking. They weren't around to say, hey, this is why I painted this way or this is what this painting truly meant and this is the vision I was trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you're listening to a creative talk, it's not a lot of times it's not going to be the, what you think is going to be. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear the fact that, hey, this person sees things differently. And I'm not going to really get into the whole slavery thing because, yeah, he was... He was wrong in the way he put it. I knew what he was trying to say, but you also have to understand this. We live in a day and age now where somebody will post a video on Facebook of a, a, a older white person or a white person calling a, a, a young black kid around our age or younger a nigger. And then you'll see in that video that person retaliates by whooping their ass, punching them, knocking them out, or whatever. And then what I'll see on the comment or the caption is, we are not our grandparents. We are not our grandparents. It's the same idea that we say that because basically what they're trying to say is, our grandparents let y'all get away with just seeing whatever the fuck y'all want to us. We're not going to do it. That makes sense to me now. Right. You're right. Because I never actually understood that. That's what they're saying is that, yeah, our grandparents let y'all get away with calling us niggers and insulting us and, and, and just belittling, belittling us and whatever, making us feel like we were nothing. But this is a new way. This is a way new. here for your games. Right. But the point of that is 
the the idea behind that is the same thing that Kanye is saying, and people don't seem to connect those. And what I mean by that is he's and he lives in a generation that doesn't understand how somebody could be enslaved. Just like allow he's, that he's to been happen. On this slavery thing since he left Nike. But just in general, but just, that's not nothing new. There's no people. There's there's no new reason. That's no different than the people that say that the NFL or uh, the, the NCAA is a, a form of slavery. Yeah, but, but they people never really don't articulate it like Yay did. Well, yeah, and I I think it, and it's one of those things where, cause yeah, when you you know, I think it's one of those things where. People think that, okay, well, no, you're saying slavery didn't exist or slavery was a choice, whatever. What he's trying to say is he's not saying the idea of them being slaves or becoming slaves was a choice. He's talking about the length of time where it happened. And you even had situations like um, one of the famous quotes from Harriet Tubman is that I would have freed more if they actually realized they were slaves. Because there was a certain level of mental slavery there is that at some point, it's just like Stockholm Syndrome. You've been in a certain place so long that you don't know anything different. You just get used to it. And you get used to it in generations after generations, and that's all they knew. And you might hear rebellions here and there, but it's just saying like people praise the quote from Black Panther. From Killmonger, you know, burying the ocean oh, yeah, next to my ancestors that knew that um that knew that death was um that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing of saying, Well, yeah, fuck, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and let you make me a slave. I'd rather die. Now, I get how that's insulting to people that have that have ancestors or family members that have gone through that. And no, I understand he he wasn't and I I got what he was trying to say. I don't necessarily agree with the, the kind of idea of saying it was slight choice. He should have probably could have delivered it a better way. And I'm right. and I know people yeah. are gonna be mad at me for saying this, and I don't necessarily say I'm not saying I agree with Kanye. But what I'm saying is I understand his mindset as far as what he was thinking, because it's the same mindset that these people that post these videos talking about we are not our ancestors are thinking as and, and it's partly because it's more of a naivety and the reason being is that we only know what we know so in my in our in our space in our generation they couldn't see themselves even if they were put into slavery they couldn't see themselves just walking in every day and somebody letting me letting somebody whip me basically and that's the thing but it's probably the fact that but the thing about that and the thing that they don't seem to understand when they say those words and this is the thing, and this is partly why, and this is one of the main reasons I, I disagree with Kanye, is this. If it wasn't for our ancestors going through that shit, we wouldn't have that ability. So at the end of the day, the sacrifices they made, dealt pulling up with what they put up with for so long, is the reasons why I can walk the streets today. For the most part, they put and up be okay. With, they put Granted, up with it so we don't have to. Right, and there are still things that we had to put up with in the general, but nothing to the level of what they were, you know, going through. Of course, so of course, of course. But I and so I get why people were frustrated with Kanye, the whole Trump support thing. That's a whole another thing, and I think and he's he tried to explain his reasons for that, and it's not necessarily, you know, Trump's political views more so. He, he likes Trump's personality and the way that Trump says what the fuck he wants, but. That's he he went he go the way he goes about it is wrong and that's the thing he he, he Kanye sometimes can be short sighted in how he he doesn't understand how this sometimes Kanye doesn't understand his his power um 
And it's funny because he made a song called No and yeah, the just, song, he said No One Man Should Have All That power. power. And it's true because he doesn't <laughs> I think he doesn't really understand sometimes or he forgets how much influence and power he has. So when he says something it really has an effect and resonates with a lot of people. Yeah, it really does hold weight. And so with a lot when of you people that have been listening to him since right. college dropout or even before that, right? And so when you say something like you know you put on that MAGA hat, like people are like what the fuck, dude? Because now you're empowering the bullshit that Trump was saying. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Trump is the kind of person that's just gonna say, "Oh shit, Kanye endorsed me. That's that. That means y'all need to follow suit." Mm-hmm. He's not gonna look at it. That's the thing. He's just gonna milk that shit and use it because he's. A troll. And that's what he does. He's the biggest troll to ever right. win the election. Well, he's the first troll to ever win the election, to be fair. Well, well yeah, okay, yeah. He's yeah. the first he's the first ever troll to do it on that level. Yeah. But I mean and, and the thing is and this and so I, I think there's a there is a there's a, a, a debate to be had there. I'm not gonna really get too much more into it. But nah, really. the concept of free thought is more so um, my th- and the reason I say this is that free thought is a good thing and J. Cole said it in his interview with Angie Martinez that it's not free thought when your ego is involved and I think he has a point there with Kanye is that everything Kanye had um, does to some point has his ego in, in control of it that's just because I mean that he, and the thing is it's really hard because his ego is also the reason we love Kanye because that same that same ego is the reason why he became who he is. Mm-hmm. It, it because that ego told him that I'm great, even if people are not showing, not giving me the credit or recognizing that I know I'm great. And that ego is what t- got him there. So on one hand, it's like I get why you know people get frustrated. At the same time, it's like, well, yeah, but that's the reason y'all love them too. So I mean, it's like we, it's I mean, a loving... we've been rocking with since the pop Congress. Let's let's not forget that. Right, and so and he's been talking the same same stuff since then, since he became Louis Vuitton Don, since he became pink polos, pop collars, everything. Like we've been we we've been with Ye since that very beginning. Right, and then for him to kind of go left like this, yeah, it does throw some people off, but. Now that you've explained it to me, because I never really had it explained it to explained to me before, because I was just on the sidelines watching, like, what is this guy doing? Right, and I think, and I think it's probably because I've always kind of understood Kanye onto some uh, more of a a, a deeper level than and there's, there's a lot of people that do, because because uh, a lot of people just think he's been crazy for years. It's like, but no, he's just he's, Kanye he's just doesn't little, his del- it's just he's just his delivery with things is just. De- Kanye is an emotional character. It's the same, that same emotional response is the reason that he said George Bush don't care about black people. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. It's just that people don't like it when it's saying he's saying something that they don't agree with. So they're taking it different because it's like, oh no, wait a minute. That's not, that's not cool Mm-mm. because you know you're supposed to be Kanye and we love you. But when when that man. emotion and that randomness says something that you don't agree with, and it's like, oh shit, no, nah, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that my thing is the, the thing is I tend to understand I'm like with people, and it's like when he's trying to do different things or whatever, when he's trying to do the fashion thing is that, and this kind of goes to my 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 feelings about how people feel like when it comes to their artists. People feel like they have ownership of their artists, their favorite artists to an extent. Mm-hmm. And so when their favorite artist tries to do anything that they don't agree with or anything that out, that's outside of what they expect from their favorite artists, 
they have a problem with it. See, the thing about Kanye and fashion, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it because it is high fashion. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, like, I would kind of like the stuff he's done for Adidas. Just like one pair of the boots I like. I don't love them. I like them. Would I wear them? Probably not. But when it comes to like his um, what was it season? His season? I guess it was season three or whatever he put out recently, mm-hmm. where everything was just like gray and dirty and post-apocalyptic. Like, okay, are we actually gonna see some designs here? Because <laughs> it just looks like holes in the sweatshirt to me. And I, and I get that, and I don't really wasn't into the whole clothing line shit, and, you know. But you know, I'm not. Some things and everything ain't for me. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer everything ain't for me. So yeah, somebody, it's is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. So I, it's probably not for me. It's probably not. It's never gonna be for me. And so I don't even care. I mean, I have holes in these shorts. Like I have a hole where my wallet is, but it's like it's not dangling or anything. It's just ripped. Right and, and like I said, I don't, so, like I said, so these so these shorts here would probably cost me like a grip. That's true, <laughs> and, but yeah, in, in certain tax brackets, yeah, you can go somewhere on Rodeo Drive right now and pay a thousand dollars for some ripped shorts. Like yeah. it, it's ridiculous, but where it's we just, can, where you can just go to Foreman Mills and get the same thing for like five bucks. But when you in that tax bracket, you won't know what the fuck Foreman Mills is. Yeah, <laughs> true indeed. So true indeed. I mean, that's just that's what it is. I mean, you know, that's just they don't. They, they they shop on a different level. They look at things a different. Well, level. yeah, I mean, you know, shoot, that's they, up there is already on their own. Well, shoot, line. even you, like, let's be clear. If if you make a million dollars next year, a couple million next year, you ain't walking into forming mills. Nah, no, exactly. Nah, so the first, nah, the first thing I'm gonna do is walk into the uh, walk into the Lambo dealership. Like, what up? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's a certain things you're not gonna and do anymore. Didn't pay off this student loan. <laughs> I think you should do. This. I feel like you should just do student loan first. Hey, you know what? I listen, like should, listen, I, feel I like have dreams too. I feel like you should prioritize student loan first. I have dreams too. I feel like I feel like honestly, I was thinking about that, like. I'll drive up when to I Pennsylvania. Get, like, if I was to get a lump sum of like a, like that kind of money, I think honestly, I think out of anything I could buy, anything I could like purchase, like a car or a house or whatever. You know, the most satisfying thing will probably be is calling the student loan people or or actually answering the phone when they call. Well, yeah, answering the phone when they call. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. So you have you owe five thousand uh, dollars. How are you gonna pay for that? Oh, I got that. Oh, cash here's the card. <laughs> like, they got, like, I got money. They bags. probably would be like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Did, did you, you, you say, say you want to pay it? You pay our our bill. They're probably not used to that. They're like, huh? What, what, what? On the first call. Oh, you oh. actually said you want to pay it. Oh, okay. The sir. whole amount. Really? Uh, you sure? Uh, are you sure? You don't. You sure you don't want to pay more? Right you're positive. You don't want a deferment. You don't want to. No. Do no forbearance. You're. You're fine. You're sure. Uh-huh. You're, are you? You're positive, sir. You're positive. Yeah. Yeah. I want to pay the whole amount. What? You sure, uh, sir? Uh, let me, let me you call, sure? Let me call you, my you manager. Sh- <laughs> like, sir, you sure? You sure? Because you know, you, you do. Re- I didn't say five hundred. I said five thousand. Five thousand. I, I know how much you said. It's fine. Go ahead. I, I'm gonna have to call my, my supervisor. <laughs> Hold like, on, please. They're like, they never trained me to take a full amount. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this does not compute. <laughs> Just mind blown. 
But um <laughs> But uh yeah, I feel like that actually would be pretty funny. Um oh I always said like um it was an old movie, what is it uh what's that movie? And uh, and it, you're gonna date me, but this movie and it's not that's not that old as much as it was more of them stupid movies with Steven Seagal and um Oh man and um that's billions of those. And uh, billions of no, it was one. No, no, it was one of the ones with him and DMX and uh, Anthony Anderson was in it. Oh, oh, freaking! Uh, what was it? Exit wounds. Yep, that's exactly what it yeah. was. Exit yeah, wounds. Yeah, yeah. And so the scene when he went there with the the bag full of money. And yes. This, yeah, that would be. I would do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would so do that shit. Oh man, just just oh just. Go up to the car. Like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, but no, I would actually. So what I would do? No, nobody steals my idea. I just want, first of all, I've already. Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta hear this. Don't one start. Too. So first of all, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna walk in this dealership, hood as hell. Like I'm walking with a do rag on, with a wife beater, we got, hands we got, sagging. We got up the end and flip flops on, right? Got to have like a beer stain on the shirt too, right? Um, I'm gonna walk in here and I'm gonna have some chick like. Like, pretty my active friend, she gonna come in dressed like my baby mama. She gonna have a kid on her hip. <laughs> Yelling like, get in here! But just all cussing me the hell out for no reason. And I'm like, hold on! Trying to buy this car! And so, what cool. I'm gonna do, this is gonna be before my credit is fixed, right? When I first get my money, credit ain't fixed yet. So, I'm be like, yeah, I want this car. And be like, you gonna run my credit? And be like, sir, no. Like, what's your income? Eh, I make like, 20,000 a year. <laughs> Something like sir, that. I don't think that's. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not. That's not enough. You should just, man, just run it, S- sir. You didn't get approved. All right. How much you say the car was? Uh, this car is 141 grand, sir. 140. Uh, hey, baby, bring me the bag. <laughs> <laughs> bring the duffel. She come in with a bag. Well, you said 141. It's 150. Take the whole thing. Yeah, take the whole like thing. I would keep do it, that shit. And I record it. It's gonna be on YouTube or somewhere, just cause. Nah, but I'm gonna, goofy as hell like that. I would gonna, do shit that's like that. It's gonna be on World Star for real. Oh yeah, it'll definitely be on World Star. But yeah, no, I'll bring it right back to the greatness that it was before. <laughs> <laughs> so back with that day, being said, like, like, but yeah, just the whole concept of free thought and free thought is a real thing, and I agree with the idea of not. Not having your thought morphed by what everybody tells you you should think. I agree with that concept in theory. But the one thing is it truly has to be free thought. It can't be influenced by your ego because that's part of it. Part of that free thought is your free thought has to be... You have to put your ego to the side. Because logic logic and ego do not go together. No. Those two things clash. Your ego tells you to do one thing and logic tells you to do the other. You can't have both. That causes you to overthink way too much than you usually do. Right. Because you're going to, when you're at the mercy of your own ego, you're going to try to conform your whatever resolution or whatever issue to to fit whatever your ego wants you to do. And so you have to you have to be free of that. Hence free thought. So moving on from our free thought conversation. That was riveting stuff. I know, right? Um, plus my phone just told me it's gonna be ninety one degrees tomorrow, so I just wanna reiterate that. Sheesh. Oh, it's gonna be a problem. Okay. Uh, good day that I have the day off, so good thing. Oh, I guess you have a day off. I'm so proud of you. Uh yeah. Too bad I have to work the holiday. Oh yeah, I won't do be doing that. Mm-hmm. Try not to bake either, but apparently my sister has coerced me into doing that. Wow. Um, good luck with that. Reasons. I know, right? 
So we mentioned the word logic, so I figure I'll move on to my next topic of the rapper logic. <laughs> good segue. Right, good segue. Gonna get good at this. So the reason I want to bring this up is, so first of all, um, if you don't know who the rapper logic is, um, he's the one that made that um, uh, 800-273, I can't remember the damn number. It's, it's a, it's a it was the, number. It was the 800 number as the title. It was the, su- the suicide, no, it was the suicide uh, number. Suicide number. It was uh, the number he won. He performed at the Grammys and the MTV Video Music Awards his last, his last year. Um, so I, I've actually been a fan of Logic for years. Um, before, most people knew. Most people just just really got open on This has been his third album. Right. A lot of people have just kind of discovered Logic off of that song. But we've been we've been, we've been kind of since Young Sinatra one. Like yeah, we've been friends fans fans of his. Like I I actually first got up on him on his, when he was on the freshman cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been a fan of Logic for a while. So think about Logic is Logic. If you look at him, you just think he's another white rapper. But he's not. White. Logic is half black. His father is black. His mom is white. But he doesn't look black. If you look at Logic, you would just think he was white. You mm-hmm. just think he was a white rapper. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't like he's talked about it a little bit on his mixtapes with more like here and there, a song or two here and there. He kinda he, nudges at it. Like a little couple of songs here and there, he'll tell little stories about when he's a child and stuff, just as kinda or a couple of freestyles he did it, but it wasn't nothing but you know, all the mixtape songs he did, it was maybe three or four songs that he really went in depth on it, right? So mm-hmm. it's not something he talks about a lot. And he really didn't talk about it in his first two albums at all. Like, like he, he, he like, really just wanted us to listen to his ability. Like yeah, he didn't talk just about like it any on, other mainstay rapper does. Yeah, he didn't talk about his first album at all. Mm-mm. So on his third album, now his third album was originally supposed to be called African Aryan, but African Africa and Aryan combined, right? right? So people, he first announced that title. Some people were like, as an Aryan nation, like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, but he's African and he's also Aryan. He's white. He's black and he's white. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. Is com- he's two things. That was the original title. Um, but as he said, when he first, when he started working on the album, he was like, you know, I don't want this album just be about me. So he decided to make it about everybody. So he started telling all these stories from other people's point of views, uh, gay, straight, lesbian, um, you know, bisexual, whatever. He chose, he wanted to tell, uh, you know, black, white, Literally Asian, everybody, everybody. And so on the album, there's really only about five or six songs where he actually talks about himself as far as his own race and his own issues of race or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But the most of the album is really, the rest of the album is not about him. It's just about everybody in general, it's, right? It's told in the perspective of people looking at Logic and telling what they see. Yeah, well, it's not even that. What it is is, so he created this character um, in, the, in the beginning of the album, the guy dies. He gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And he goes to he goes in his waiting room and he meets God. And he comes to find out that he's everybody. And what that means is he's a person. He lives, he's lived everybody's life. He's, he's every person in the world. He's lived everybody's life. And every, he's lived every single person's life in the universe over and over again. Mm. He, he's the embodiment of literally everyone. And so... That so the album's kind of from that perspective of him looking back on his different lives that he's led. But it's only so many like, and like I said, Logic really only talks about his race on like maybe five or six songs. Right. For the most part, it's about everybody else, right? Right. So with that being said, one of the topics that like Logic alludes to on the album is the fact that, like, first of all, Logic identifies as a black man because his father is black, 
And all his brothers and sisters are half black too, but they all look black. He's the only one he's, that does. He's the only one that he's, looks more white. Right. He's black. the only one that doesn't doesn't have any black features. His dad is black. Uh, he's a little like he's kind of like Charles Brockett complexion. I guess is the best way I can put it. Peanut uh, butter. Kind of like a little lighter than that, but maybe a little lighter than that. But yeah, he organic he, peanut butter. Like he's like he's <laughs> you know you could tell he's a little country, but he's um yeah he's. He's definitely a black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, and even his brother, his brother looks like a light skinned black guy. His his brother kind of favors um uh Vic Mensa. He kind of favors him to, a oh, little bit. Wow. He looks like him. He's his complexion, and everything. And Vic Men- Vic Mensa and J. Cole are both like, you know, half black, half white. Right, right. But they look black. They're they have right, black they, features. They, yeah. They have black features. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, what I hear is, and this is from other, and so one of the things he alludes to is the fact that because he, you know, he identifies as black, he's always identified as black, but because he doesn't look black, black people have kind of looked at him funny, like, no, nah, you can't. Man, you can't you, be black. You look like You don't a black look guy. black, or you don't, your dad ain't black, or blah, blah, kind of like that. And so he's kind of alluded to that and how it's like he hasn't been fully accepted by black people, really. But then on the other hand, the white people, once they find out he's part black, they like, no, we don't want shit. Right. So he's kind of felt like he wasn't, he didn't belong anywhere. He knew where he wanted to be. But then the black people was like, no, they wouldn't accept him. You can't be black. Like, and so he's talked about this in the app. And so I've heard artists um, in the game on different shows and stuff talk about how he can stop with this whole black and white stuff he always complaining about it he's like first of all he's not always complaining this is why and this is why I hate people voice his opinion or they exaggerate things he wasn't always complaining Man, about he it he made always. five or six songs that referenced it on his album and that was his first album he's ever really touched on it so what y'all mad and, that he's self aware and that's the thing himself? you can't t- yell at complain to somebody or or go at some point for their their experience. That's their experience. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and tell you how to feel about your experience because you're not understanding what he's saying. What he's saying is, and you're basically proving his point. Because at one point, I heard somebody say, "I don't want to hear how to say the n word." Well, he's a black guy, though. Exactly. You ain't got a problem with J. Cole or or Vic Mensa or saying any, or anybody else anybody that's been else that, rapping over the last or how any, many decades or anybody else that's half black. Shit, you don't have a problem with freaking Fat Joe and um fucking uh, DJ Khaled saying that neither one of them black. Hell nah. DJ Khaled Cal- is DJ fucking Cal- Arabic. Is Cal- nah. He's Chaldean. He's Chaldean as they come. And he's driving empires Joe, left and Joe right. is freaking Hispanic. Right, he's Puerto Rican. Neither one of them. Not, are black not. so how is it you don't have a problem with them saying the word nigga but somebody who actually has black fucking genes Can't you don't it. want it because he doesn't look uh, black enough for you so that you're basically proving his point because his point is He's been shunned by black people because he doesn't look black enough to the point where they feel like, oh, we can't fully accept him because he doesn't look like us. And he's shunned by white people just because, because he's the fact that he fat, has black DNA. Right. So I completely understand what he's been saying, but there are people in in his own on his own side. It's like, no, we can't. So I can see what he why he's like it's frustrating. That's my experience. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the whole concept of you telling him that he can't, that you know he sure. shouldn't complain about it or that he needs to stop it's like how are you telling him um, about his experience he how are you him. telling another person to perform his art first off true you know at the same time how can you tell him about what he's going through exactly you i can't tell you 
with your experience, the same thing we talked about with the whole Charles game being on his, his dating yeah, thing. Yeah. I can't ju- I can't tell you what your experience has been. Like I, I'm not in your shoes. I can we, only speak we from were, my we point of view. Never there, right? And so, and like he even said, like you know, I just wanted to be able to be say I'm proud of the fact I'm a black man, and people have told him he couldn't do that. Like that's fucked up. Like you can't be proud to be your, you can't be proud to be yourself, let alone be proud to be black. Because you don't look because you a don't way. look black. For example, um, and uh, somebody I used to work with, um, she's half black and half Asian. Her mom's Asian. Her dad is black. She looks Asian though. She looks more Asian than anything. You really can't tell. Like is is very faint. You really can't. You really would just think she's Asian, right? So one of my other employees would tell, basically, told her to the same effect that no, you ain't black. Your daddy black? No, I don't think so. You don't. You don't look nothing. So like, she black and these. Right, but you can't tell her because she's, her not, that black. she's not black. You can't tell somebody who tell you my father is black. Oh, your daddy ain't black. How do you tell me that? <laughs> like I was that's more of it is like that's how, you. <laughs> how are you gonna tell me my father is not black? What kind of dumb shit is like, that? Was you there in the delivery? And so my and my thing, so my issue with it is that it feels like black people are just as judgmental uh, as as other like races. Well, it's like more you're judgmental tell- than anybody. That is true, and uh, it's funny to me because you can't. Then we wonder why some of the we are never never together on a lot of things because we shun people. We shun people. We don't trust each other. It's, it's the same. Paranoid as hell. It's the same with the whole light skin, dark skin thing. Why like is I that joke, a thing? I joke with my light skin friend because it's just funny that we we it's something we do together. But the fact that people like and it's been for years because you know growing up. The light skinned girl was like that. She was always the most popular chick. It was always this clique of light skinned girls that hung together. Still is. And yeah, right. It's still is. It's very it's funny. It's funny because I was just, girl shit. I was, I was just joking because I was saying, I think all the light skinned girls in the city, like, all know each other. They all hang together. Because every time, like, I'm on Snapchat or something, like, just always just, they all just hang together. All together. Mm-hmm. Or they all on, they all like each other on pictures it's on my like, Instagram. It's all in the Like, cluster. every light skinned girl in the city, right? It's crazy to tell me. And it's cool, whatever. But it's the same thing. Like, all like all the light-skinned chicks would kind of click up together. There might be one dark-skinned chick in the crew, crew when we was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, the, the, the belief that most AKAs are light-skinned. Even there are plenty of dark-skinned AKAs or brown-skinned ones, but mm-hmm. the the perception or the, the stereotype was that the most of them are light-skinned, which for a while that was the case. Yeah, very much was the case. So... It's this whole, and it's, so it's been a thing. It's been a, like we've been a separatist in our own community for a long time. Like that's just, it's just it is, what it and, is. That, it's, and that happens across races because, um, in certain like like in certain like Hispanic communities, like if you're dark skin, like, not considered they, they like look they, they look at you, they look at you different. It's same, a lot of, same with the Asians. Like you can't confuse a Korean with the Chinese. Or the, well, that's or, because they're different. That's a different race. It's different. Where we're all African American or whatever. We're all like it's, it's really not. We, apparently, we all looking like people, well, especially so. people that look like me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you do have a twin, so you don't stop complaining we, we, about that. I no no. So look. I do not Wade, have a doppelganger. Look, Wade has a doppelganger. This dude that I've been friends with on Facebook for years. And before he cut his dreads, like, them niggas was twins. Like, there are literally pictures this dude took. And I thought that was Chris at one point. I'm like, oh, my God. And mind you, I've showed other people these pictures. And they're like, oh, shit, that's Wade. So, he's going to. So, not me. He's going to deny it. But it's the truth. These niggas was twins. Not the dudes cut his hair. He lucky. But, no, nah, them niggas was twins for a long time. You know, hey, bro, keep your hair cut, man. You're making me look bad out here. <laughs> 
Making me look terrible, bro. <laughs> so, so that was my like. I just kind of had to get it because that's something that's been going on for a while. Or and it's like I, I feel like people just had these kind of they, they make these um statements about people, and they don't have no sense. Yeah, it just it's like this is really, nonsensical rants. It's like you don't think about how you're really just doing exactly what that person you're falling is falling into the trap. Yeah, you're doing exactly what that person was talking about. Like, well, yeah, people have shunned me because I don't look black enough, and you just telling me I can't say the word, the n word, and I can't do so. Like, but I'm my That's, my father's black. Like, because if it was somebody else that looked black, because you like I said, you can't if you don't have a problem with J Cole and Vic Missa saying it, and they're both half black and their father is black, just like me. How the fuck you don't have a problem with me saying it? Like, like what fucking sense does that make? <laughs> that makes no sense. My head hurts. Just right, about right. It. So, so moving on. Um, so this one, I can't remember why I, I wild listed this one, but um, it's, it's talking about um, so support. And what I mean by support is like family friends or whatever the case may be so just, just uh, overall the definition of well yeah because i mean i think somebody posted something to the effect of um they don't really get they kind of always do everything on their own or they don't have nobody that really really supports them or they feel like people only support them when it's convenient and i and i to an extent i think that is true for some people yeah. i think a lot of times people don't really understand that you can only really like there's you ain't gonna have fifty people that are gonna support you all the time. No, you, it's just you not going to have that one. Person it's gonna be one or two people there. that's always gonna be in your corner no that you what. can probably count on. But you're not gonna get like if you're lucky enough to have 50, 60 people that support you, more power to you. I don't know any of those people. And if I do know people that have 50 or 60 people that support them, it's because those people are, are financially invested in that person's uh, future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that person. That's, is, that's the only that's the only reason why you have fifty faces to talk to and begin with. Right. It's because those people are fully invested. Because you have you, money or you, you, got, a, you got a dope resource. You got a dope junk shot and they know you're going somewhere. Or you can or you got a musical talent of some kind. Or yeah, something that you about to do is gonna make you a whole bunch of money and they're all financially invested in your future. Outside of that, you probably not gonna find a whole bunch of people. But Everything with is that, not like entourage. Right. With that being said, I mean, everybody has a group of friends or, I mean, I have a, like, I'm yeah, lucky enough to have. but there's not one that's going to be Ari Gold. <laughs> oh, well, no. Trust not. Me and though, I'm that guy, actually. <laughs> if you think about it, I really am. I'm right. the one everybody comes to when they got an idea or something. And I'm the one that promotes everybody, pushes everybody to do what they're going to do. To be fair. Okay. I am that guy. Okay. Okay. And I, yes, I, I really guy. am that guy. I can actually vouch for it. Like, I really that am guy. that person. Like when somebody get an idea, or they trying to work on something, or they trying to, or they need advice about something, they trying to like really send to something. I'm probably the one they call. <laughs> and when he has a great idea, he doesn't text me. He calls me. That's when you know it's good. <laughs> or like I'll have a dream about it, and I'll text you like, I need this, this, this. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. Hmm. Yeah, this podcast. Yeah, hmm. that's kind of how that happened too. Hmm. The photo shoot that they're doing, that was, I, I literally dreamed about that. I was like, I need to do that. And I told her what I wanted them to do during the photo shoot. That happened, that's going to happen because I had a dream about it. All right, I, I need you to dream me in a DeLorean. Can you do that? I mean, Rocky Fresh did that in the video one well, I'm time. not Rocky Fresh. Or Fab, for that matter. I'm not, I, I'm not close to Fab. Okay. I can't be that tall. <laughs> my, my jeans have stopped at 5'6". <laughs> I, I am the tallest midget of my family. 
Well, my family is on my dad's side. Of family, well, all your sure. all your family is just gargantuan. No, no, my dad's side of family are all short. My dad is the tallest one of his. Dad. Him and him, my grandpa are both five eleven, but they're the tallest ones. All my uncles on my dad's side of the family, my aunts are all like your height, shorter and shorter. Mm. My mom's side of the family, like my sister, we are height from my mom's side of the family. So me and my sister, and my brother, all got our height from there. Because my mom was five seven and a half. My sister's five, almost five eight and a half. No, she's five eight and a half. Crit, my brother is five six two. I'm six four. Oh mother. My uncles are like six feet or whatever. But yeah, well, he like hit a fan blade. <laughs> no jealousy is really is really doesn't work well for you. You just, just don't look good on you. But no, okay, I'm shooting my shot. But uh, you know, <laughs> I don't care if you don't get far. You know, I don't care. <laughs> But no, um, doing it. just the whole idea of just people um, kind of uh, just, you know, being supportive of whatever you do. Like, I think that's the one thing is that, you know, we all have things that we want to accomplish in some um, sort of some way, shape or form or whatever. Absolutely. And so it's good to have a good, a good support system. I think the one thing about it is that any good idea you need a good team to really make it happen I, i'm a firm believer and i always say you never you really don't invest in ideas you invest in people because without the, you know you can have all the ideas in the world but if you don't have the right people to make the idea happen it doesn't matter and no one person can make an idea happen because mm-hmm. i got 50 that goes, have, back to the, uh, goes back to the conversation we were talking about like i've if i've had 50 million ideas and the things that i've put together and actually have worked it wouldn't happen if i didn't have a team it just doesn't like my 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 sis Lex. She does her. Um, Yo, shout out to Lex, man. Well, we've been shout doing. Out, shout out to we've Lex. Had, we just done our. We just um completed our fifth annual cancer fundraiser. Middle finger to cancer. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. After the first one, I was kind of we like the first. I think after the first one, so she realized like I need help, really making this into what I wanted to do if it's going to continue to grow because it's just a lot to undertake. But she's gotten some. We've gotten so much better at making this work, and it's going to just continue to get better. Um, also, Lex has a podcast coming soon, and we'll we'll tell you more about that as we get close to it. Um, but with that being said, you know, support system is always important whenever you're coming, to, you're trying to put together any new idea um, and make sure as people that you, you know, you can trust those people that you know that no matter what, I can count on those people, um, those people that I don't have to run, you know, I don't have to beg for, you know, assistance that those people that, that no matter what, they got my back. Anybody that you have to chase after is not worth it. Exactly. It's, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Just don't even... Stoop to that level because it's just gonna have you running in circles. Right. So moving on. So this is more of a new thing. Um, it happened just yesterday. So Pusha T's album dropped last uh, yesterday. Um, Daytona. First of all, it's a dope project. So only seven songs, which Kanye alluded to that they were all doing only seven song projects. But so it's, it's more like another EP. It is, but it's like and. Um, you know what? I'll say this. I would rather have seven strong ass songs than, than 15. ten or fifteen songs where I got. I might like like four or five. I'm like man, like these are seven strong tracks. Kanye's production is dope, but it's Kanye's production. So I don't really expect anything less than that. But oh, so he did do the whole. He did the whole project. Oh, okay. So he apparently do all the projects. So because well, did, of course he did co-production. Of course. No, he produ- he produced all oh, of these songs. Oh, literally top to bottom. Yes. Oh. Yes. Every song is fully produced by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go play that after this. So with that being said, um, the last song, Infrared. 
there is um he took a few shots um at Birdman and um Lil Wayne, mostly at Birdman. I heard about that. And then he took shots at Drake. Uh yeah. So We're going back to this era again. So with that being said, um, you know, he basically made it clear he wanted all the smoke with Drake. So the thing about Drake is this. He, he kind of talked about Drake not writing his own rhymes and how he feels like you can't be in my my, my category. You don't write all your shit. <laughs> like, that's just reality of it. I can't consider you like I consider dudes like Cole and, and Kendrick and guys like that because you don't write your shit. Right. You just don't. Like, I don't. Whatever the percentage is, you don't write all your stuff. Which I get. I get. And I understand. And I've heard that sentiment from a lot of MCs. I mean, it's a whole validity thing, but if you can make it sound good, who cares? Well, MCs care. Like wow. they, cause he, and the same thing is the, the distinction that Pusha T made was, you make good music, but when it comes to MCing, nah, because once somebody else is writing your shit, even if it's only twenty percent, somebody it's, else is writing your shit. Still not you, right? And so that's that's how MCs look at it. So they can say, yeah, I don't have a problem with you making good music. You make like you you put really good songs together, and he but does. He does, and I'll give him that. But when it comes to being an MC, it's only so much. So with that being said, Drake, who was very strategic, <laughs> who probably heard the song beforehand, I think, he dropped a diss yeah, track last night. got it from Dave Chappelle. He dropped a diss track yesterday as a response. Mm-hmm. The Duppy Freestyle. And he alluded to a couple of things. Um, he started saying, you know, I'm, 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 I'm upset. I'm, uh, I can't, uh, something to that effect. And he started, and he, and I'll, like, I'll give him this. Um, the fact that he responded same day, I'll give him that. Not many people do that. When nowadays. I went back and listened, and so, and you know, the internet people are going to eat that up. Oh, of course. The Especially bar, if you're talking about Drake. <laughs> right. The bars themselves, they were, man, five or six maybe. But I mean, I'm not gonna give them more than that, because people now are easily. I, like I came up in the '90s when niggas was going back like with bars daily. Like we talking about bars. Like so, I'm not gonna give him no like. Oh my god, oh, that was like about the five mic. This that man. was incredible. Nate. No, it was it was okay. And one, I guess at one point he said he was gonna send an invoice to um, have Birdman and them send you an invoice for the um since we just sold you another twenty records or some shit like that, right? Which he did. He did send them. He did. Um, he we screenshotted the invoice. He said he was sending it to him. And so, and it's the thing. Break. Uh, one thing I'll say about Drake is that he has he knows the internet. And so if he done something like that on the internet, the internet is like, oh my god, he's so petty, or oh my god, he won. Nah, nah. Because he, he won. He won in a sense because he's very self aware that he is a meme. Plus, he's the biggest, he's one, he's the freaking biggest artist in the game. So, if he does something minor, people are going to blow it up and say, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. And it's going to be blowing the makeup of a scene. Case that's in point, some- the entire Hotline Bling video. Right. And that's the thing. So, with that being said, the bars were mediocre. But because in Push, I don't know, I was assuming Push is coming out with something. I'm going to assume Push is going to come out with something. I'm assuming he's probably going to drop it on Memorial Day if he don't drop it tomorrow. Um, oh, and it's probably going to gonna be called Memorial Day or something. Say that thing. I don't know why. I <laughs> no, just feel like, another exodus feel like that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> With that being said, um, Drake, Drake, like I said, he's very strategic. My only problem is with this. Y'all praising him for going at Pusha. He went back at Meek. Meanwhile, 
Yeah. Kendrick's still waiting for a response. Exactly. Kendrick has not yeah. heard a response from Drake since. Not a one. Not a peep. My thing is this. He's very strategic in who he responds to. Now, I get why he didn't respond to Joe, because he doesn't feel like Joe was on his level. Mm-hmm. But he also didn't want that smoke. Because he knew better. He, he knew better. He knew, he knew better. Joe, he knew where Joe was coming from. But at the same time, he knew he wanted that smoke, because Joe, Joe would kill him. Literally. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it was no competition. He didn't want that smoke. Nah. But when it comes to Pusha, he felt like he had to say something because of his connection to Kanye. I'm pretty sure that I played a role. Oh, of played, course. That played course. a role in him responding. But Kendra's still waiting in response. Mm-hmm. And, and the people that Drake matter fans matter are going to. fact, Jay Z still waiting on the response. And he, yeah, and I don't really think. Jay cares at this point because he's like, well, nigga. of course not at this point. I mean, he's but just these are four for four, and he's like, he's doing other things, but he's still. But these people, these are the same people that also think that Drake has as much money as Jay Z. So, nah, son, they don't. And he does. We know, nah, but nah, these son. people think that. So, with that being said, like, because they just think, oh, he's the only one who can match him. I said he can't match Jay's money. Let's just be clear here. No, but with that being said, like, I felt like people. So and I look, I get it. I like Drake's music. I like Drake when he raps, preferably. So you like you like rapping. Drake. I like rapping Drake. That's the Drake I actually you became like a fan. Mixtape Drake. Yeah, I haven't heard him rap like that in a while. But I, I the Drake I like. I like the rapping Drake. I don't really like pop music or pop song or or Jamaican Drake or whatever Drake he trying to be. But well, he is, he's reinventing himself a bunch of times. I don't mean reinvent as much as he follows trends. Whatever thing is hot, he gonna stuff jump on it. That's, yeah. that's what he does. And I and I, I get it. I guess whatever's hot. Is but he's solidified it. enough where he can do that and it won't affect him if something goes away. Because we'll just hop on the next trend. Because this is what he does. So with that being said, people are so impressed that he went back at Pusha, but. Why are y'all not pressing him about going at, on going back at Kendrick? Yeah. Kendrick is going at that nigga. He went at you live on TV on the fucking Cypher. Yeah, he did. That was... <laughs> boy. And he went that at was, you that on... fire. That he went Cypher at you on three songs, fire. three fucking songs on Compton, the Dre album. Mm-hmm. You haven't said a fucking peep. Because he don't want to go in that deep water. But you can't... Y'all can't root for this nigga to go back at Meek. Or to go back and fucking push her, but you ain't said a fucking word to Kendrick. Meek has had his own share of problems. But that's it, it, it's irrelevant because my point is he can't keep picking easy ass targets. Yeah. And y'all root for this nigga. Like he talking about people he not talking about y'all need to stop playing with this nigga. Yeah, playing with the nigga. The nigga ain't said a word to Kendrick though. Or nah. I gotta play with this nigga. Fuck that. That nigga ain't said a fucking word to Kendrick. And Kendrick can come for that nigga neck. Uh, and Kendrick is one of the real the niggas that's on the level of him as far as it's the top artist right now. Right. So as far as it's like not like it's play? not a situation nah. where he, like Kendrick is not on his level or none of that shit. So there's no excuse why you haven't said a word back to Kendrick. It's not one because he don't want that. He don't want them problems. He don't want them problems. But I'm tired of people making excuses for that nigga though. Because you can't root for him and cheer for this nigga when he come back as somebody because they're easy target or some shit. But then the nigga that's really out here that's really worth that 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 smoke you can't you ain't got shit for him. That's bullshit. Mm. So I feel a certain way about that. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off of that shit because I really don't care about talking about it no more. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Merely jumping from the next one. 
That's how we do it here. Well, no, because I just don't want to. Because you, you know what's going to happen? Because people going to say I'm a, I'm a hater. You know how it is, right? And I don't, like I said, I don't hate Drake. I don't, I don't just like Drake at all. What I do, though, is like, I'm a hip-hop. You don't like, you don't like singing Drake. You I don't like singing Drake. Because he can't sing, first of all. Well, that nigga been hitting the same. One that nigga been singing the career. same fucking note in the same octave Ooh. for the last ten years. Look that nigga ain't went. His range ain't changed in ten years. I don't care. They got a vocal coach and shit ain't improved at all. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? <laughs> that that's my problem. For somebody that actually could sing when I was younger, that shit busy me off. I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> so I get it. So, with that being said, we won't get off of that. Uh, so, somebody, so it, it actually came up because of a conversation about Push's album. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, Push probably the best cocaine rap, put probably the best cocaine rap since Jay. Right? Uh, so then. I don't know about that. Well, I, I would have to listen to the to the. I have to listen to Daytona. No, just in general. Like, if you think about push, oh, like, just, just his whole push career, is probably it's like a, yeah. It's a, uh, as far as cocaine raps, cocaine raps. Who else really like? Who else really does it like push? That's what I'm saying. So, but no. So the the, the conversation the person said this probably he's probably the best cocaine rapper. He's probably got the best cocaine rap since Jay. And so somebody said, oh, "You mean Biggie?" And I'm like, "Huh?" And so. I said, no, you can't even compare them to Because if you really think about it, Biggie's drug raps were more so from the standpoint of a guy who was kind of just on the corner, on the grind, trying right. to, he you know, make enough money. Yeah. Just kind of just making it. Jay's cocaine raps are always, always nigga. From the streets. I've done this. I've done was, that. It was more so like, I'm I'm fucking like, we on boats and shit. Like, we really out here. Like, we really making, out here in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean filming like videos we, with Hype Williams. Like, we making... We making real like he ain't he's like rem- twice removed from the shit like he the he the he the upper dude like he the dude you report to like right. he man started on the corner but he made his way up he he climbed like I'm right sipping Chris Style and shit he talking about the baller niggas he ain't talking about like that's not the point of view he ever really came from so. Like it was two different state. Like he was more like on that Scarface type shit. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like man. as opposed Jay to Biggie was up. more like front line, front line type dude. Like he might again been somebody lieutenant in the game or some shit at one point, but that was about it. At the most, Drake, like Biggie didn't come from the standpoint of being a boss. That's what yeah, Jay that's, came. I was about to say that Jay. Jay was the boss type nigga. Yeah, so Jay is a great boss. Big was a great soldier. Right, and so that was my thing. So, and so then he's like, man, nah, because Jaden stole so many of Biggie's lines. Like, his whole career is based off Biggie's raps. And I said, so this is my thing about no. that. First of all, you can't say his whole career is built off Biggie's rhymes. Just because he dropped one bar and then... Like, that's the thing. If I, if I had time to sit at home and dissect every rapper's rhymes, not many rhymes I can find that would borrow from other rappers... Niggas do that shit all the time. Well, oh, if we want to talk about people dissecting people's raps, why don't we dissect Drake's verse from uh, YG's Who Do You Love? That was a whole rapping forte verse. Drake has done that, that plenty of time. That was a whole rapping forte song. Yeah, you know, that was just straight robbery. But that, and the things I'm saying is not uncommon for somebody 
Jay might borrow one line from Biggie. Right, like he said, one line. He said, right. "When I I use a big verse, I'm, I'm only big enough, up my, my brother. brother. I'm big enough, my bro. I'm big enough to do. I'm that thorough. Plus, my only like like what the fuck, dude." Like he knows, like, but you can't. First of all, how are you gonna say that eighty percent of his rhymes are stolen from Biggie when Biggie don't have enough music for him to steal? Exactly, Biggie only has two albums. <laughs> like, um, so how did he do thirteen albums? Was it like, um, oh, so Big got Big got said, problems, guy. Then he said, no, nah, he stole Slick Rick's um rhymes too. Shut Slick up. Rick's only had what maybe one of three albums. Shut up. Like seriously, now you're just adding shit just to prove your point. So you tell, so you telling me right now, Big got as much uh. Projects as Pac does, apparently, and then he just jack slip Rick Flair, huh? Apparently, yeah. So, so Big was as a storyteller in the British accent, then, huh? Just put no, he's head. saying that Jay stole his rhymes from Big. And no, that's stole, what I'm saying. Like, really, really, and he stole his shit from Slick Rick. Get out of here! Like, I feel like niggas just be reaching to kind of prove a point. But like, my point is like, look, I can, I get it. Like, yeah, he, he, he used a couple lines from Biggie, but like, a lot of niggas do that shit. Right. Shit, his rhymes and bends and fucking choruses on niggas' songs. True. I'm a hustler. Matter of fact, I'm a hustler. Oh, there was another one. Was Bring them out. Uh, it's been a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few songs that he, his his fucking bars in the hooks on somebody else's song. Matter of fact, Tyler used uh used the first what I think it was what more can I say from one of his things off the Bastard album. Like it was that it was that one part they don't they don't paint pictures they just trace me. I forget what song it is. That off a of, off a of, uh, off a of bastard. I don't know. I forget what song it is, but it's kind of like the thing that holds this whole song together. But yeah, it's just like people try to make these like I feel like everybody just look for a reason to hate Jay. Like it's just like anything, people always look for a reason to hate somebody and try to diminish somebody's success and say, "No, so and so he stole so and so rhymes." I said, "Yeah." So people are still on them about this whole uh, Illuminati thing too. I don't know about that. I haven't heard any. I don't. I, I don't pay that shit no attention. But that's people who always gonna say stupid shit. So I don't even care. Um, because these are the same people. Apparently. Well, this was more so because this was more of a hip hop debate because he was talking about J whole career is based off other people's rhymes. I'm like, no. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> I said, you tried it though. I said, clearly, you don't tell me I don't know music. I said, if you I don't know it. nothing else, I know music, nigga. <laughs> you I don't know. It, if I don't know shit else, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. So like, like I feel like everybody just tries to find a reason to hate on people, like because they feel like, oh shit, that person's successful. There must be, there uh, must be a, there must be a, a shortcut they took. He stole other people's rhymes and he did this and he did that, as opposed to anybody else that did it. Right, because you know nobody else borrows other rappers' rhymes. Uh, no, that's nobody's just, ever borrowed a Rakim nah, line. Or nah, nah. Nobody's ever borrowed. You know, you that's know, preposterous. You know, yeah, you know, like. The fucking Sugar Hill Gang's first single wasn't a whole rhyme stolen from <laughs> like a whole damn verse. Big Bang rhyme? Hank didn't rap somebody else's whole fucking verse. It like, was, it was, one of his verses, uh, something about stealing other people's rhymes. Which, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. If y'all ever seen, uh, what was it, The Art of Hip Hop, right? Mm-hmm. If y'all ever watched documentaries like that, you will get to learn so and that story's much. Been, that's, that story's been that story's been told so many times. Most yeah, but know. for the people who ain't, you know what I'm saying, 
For the people who ain't really hip hop aficionados like us, no, yeah, they probably won't watch those documentaries either, though. But still, for the people, for the benefit who do, for the benefit of those who flash photography, yes, sir. <laughs> we gonna call this one standing on the corner, slinging rocks, slinging rocks. Oh man, live from Bedford Stuyvesant, the blackest one. Represent BK to the fullest. Guess a pull it. Chicken heads in my bathroom, fucking. It ain't nothing. It's unbelievable. Shout out to Big. Always was a big fan, still am. Look. Maybe not so much pop, but you know, I get I get looked at sideways when I tell people I'm not a pop fan. I'm sorry, I'm just not. <laughs> you not a what? I'm not a I'm not a Tupac fan. So. Not really. So here's the thing. I don't dislike Tupac. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't dislike Tupac. But if it, like, the whole debate between Biggie and Pac, I was always a Biggie person. Exactly. Because. I was always drawn to, like, the whole, like, the way he patches words together. I was drawn to that. I was drawn to the, to the BK flow. I was drawn to, like, the whole mafioso vibe. Well, I think my biggest problem with Pac. Pac's rhymes were, well, no, it wasn't even that. Pac's rhymes were just not the most in-depth rhymes to me. Like his rhyme schemes weren't like they didn't vary very much. He rhymed enemies way too, in Hennessy way too much. Hennessy enemies and like in Hennessy like, like it was just like like how many enemies you got, brother? <laughs> well, apparently a lot because he got right. So. Like so, I don't dislike Pac. I I never dislike Pac. I like I like Pac music. I like this. I like his music. Yeah. I was a Pac fan as far as like that. Yeah, but when it came, like I was like I loved his music. But when it came to like, y'all talking about is an MC? Nah. Sir. Pac goes way down on my list. And so people were arguing me, and I've had this conversation because I had this conversation. I think I posted some on Facebook one time, and right, yeah, people yeah, attacked yeah. me about the shit. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's probably one of the most overrated MCs I've ever. Like seriously, he is because. People mistake his like his impact as an artist to me has shit to do with his emceeing. Mm. I, I those are two separate things to me. I think a lot of people kind of defend Pop this way is because of his body of work, both released and unreleased. Uh, he's a workhorse, he's, yeah. Right, like he, but, you can't you but, can't deny his work ethic. Right, but at the same time, what I will say is that when your rhyme schemes ain't really the most in depth and ain't the most intricate, you can do a whole bunch of music. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that put a whole bunch of music out. I don't mean a damn thing. I mean, I do. Gucci have... Mane got a whole bunch of music. True. I'm just saying. I mean, I do have a blend. I have a blend mixtape with like a bunch of Biggie and Pot. Uh, I'm just saying, like, over Gucci was putting out. Gucci was in jail putting out 67 to 80 songs a year. Well, of course. My point is. A lot of people can do a whole bunch of some music. Shout out to Keisha KR, man. She, she, she a real one. But no, like, hey, anybody do it. by your man. You can do a whole bunch of fucking music. Like, but that don't mean a damn thing to me. When you ain't like. I'm just saying. <laughs> Should have seen I'm, the look on this guy's face. I'm just saying. Like and hey, I, I look, I don't begrudge Pac Pac yeah, Pac's impact onto the onto hip hop. Like it was it was it was it, it can't be measured. It can't be measured. And I and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But if we talking strictly as an MZ, nah bro. Pac ain't even in my top fifteen, fifteen, twenty, bro. 
Nah. Let's be clear. Nah. And I don't care who y'all can argue me. Y'all get angry about the shit. I don't fucking care. Like, when's the last time you heard Pot spit, uh, like, bone? That's, and so that's my, so this is the thing. Growing they, up, they, I was a bone. Originated so I've been a, well, no, I've been a Bone Thugs and Harmony fan fucking forever. So this is facts. When, this man has the actual first project. I have every Bone Thugs and Harmony project for the like most part. This impressed me. So, yeah, he saw my faces of death when he was Bone Enterprises. Like, I had that shit on tape. It was a red tape, too, in the yellow um, yellow package. Uh, we used to listen to that shit on the bus to school and shit. Um, but, um, that's how I know like their nickname where their nicknames originated and every fucking thing. It was the <laughs> <laughs> I think a nigga Busy Bone was like twelve years old, twelve, thirteen years on that project. Bruh. Um Shout out to Bone, man. First of all, why Busy Bone still having kids? The nigga just had another kid. Why? Why? Right. Why? He had, had grown ass kids. He just had another baby. Dog. No. <laughs> this nigga been having babies since he was twelve. Oh my god. Don't put that no, out. Busy. He was twelve, bro. Twelve. Oh my god. He was twelve. Nope. He been having kids nope. since then. Nope. So much nope. He's had another I'm kid. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Point that he just there nope. on, on Instagram with a newborn baby. I'm like, was that a grand kid? Like, no, that's his. Mm, no. <laughs> I am throwing all of my no ones to this. No. <laughs> no. No. Here's a fastball. No. All right. Curveball. No. Spitball, no. <laughs> so with that, well, no. But moving on. So what was about? To, what was I saying? Oh, so we were talking about the. So I was in ninth grade when uh, Life After Death came out. Oh uh, yeah. And matter of fact, I got Life After Death as a birthday gift because it came. Yeah, I remember that. So I got it as a birthday like, gift because. Well, no, because he died on my dad's birthday. Wow. Right, my birthday, my dad's birthday is March 9th. So my dad and my grandpa, not, my dad, March 9th. Well, I don't know if he greatest around all time. At that time, he may have been, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Um, I was excited when I first heard that Bone was doing a song with Biggie and a song with Pop. That because we both kind of came out that oh shit they're gonna have a song with Pac on their album and they're gonna have a song on Biggie's album with them. Yeah, that was huge. So I heard the Pac one first, I think, and I thought it's cool. You know, he did what Pac does. Yeah. But when I heard Tupac is going Tupac, that's his right. He's going. He's going to do what Pac does. His flow is not going to change. He doesn't really have the ambition to do more than the the ability or ambition to do more than that. I guess, especially on a beat like that. Right. So I heard Notorious Thugs for the first time. That piano. First of all, every time. I'm, first of all, I was annoyed because at first I'm waiting like, when is he gonna start rapping? I'm just, they, the, for, the fucking chorus and hook is still going. Well, I'm like, know, it's a bone. How much? It's, how much the majority, gonna, of, the majority of it is going? a bone song. Are they gonna keep going? Because <laughs> of course they're gonna have all the melody. But then Biggie came in. I'm a dangerous. Ain't too many came back with us. us. Straight up, we know ain't with us. Great with us, notorious. Like us, nigga, that love the bus. We're straight to us. Shout niggas can grab like. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. Mr. Wallace. Rewind, flag on the play, traveling. Nigga, did you just. Did you just do a triple time? Did you just. Did you just. Did, did you just do that? Did you just hold your own? Like, that was the thing I was so like. I didn't expect Biggie to do that. Mm. That was when I was just like. Because, I mean, I knew. I liked Biggie and I knew Biggie <laughs> could rap. But when that nigga did that, I was just like, oh, shit. Because mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to do that. Nobody did. But you know what's the crazy part? About. His when he recorded that and the people and the stories came out that 
when these niggas, because he heard them niggas in the studio mm-hmm. going, and he was just like, oh shit. I got to that. that. And they said, nigga picked up a pen and a pad, and he hadn't done that shit in years. He yeah, because everything, everything was done. Like, he wrote, like, yeah, yeah, him and Jay, they kind of figured out they did that shit. They both did that. They mm-hmm. kind of figured it out in the studio together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, he had to actually wrote for that song because he was like, oh, shit, these niggas, I'm about to write some shit for this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he did it and kept up with them niggas. That's, that's what impressed me, that he was actually able to keep up. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, shit. All right, nigga. I mean, he wasn't as fast as. Of course like, not, but but still, the fact that he even did he, he attempted, attempted to do this shit and did it well, like he didn't. It wasn't like he did the shit and he flopped it doing it. Like he he did that well, shit. So if he flopped it, we wouldn't be talking about it. True, wouldn't be the classic it is uh, today. Right. So years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. Right. So like, that's one of my favorite big events all, all the time. It's been sampled numerous times. Oh, of course. But it's been redone uh, numerous times. Thanks, Puff. And Swiss, because he used that shit for something, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not really, like I said, when it comes to comparing the two, Pac was Pac. Was Pac as far as like his impact on hip hop and as his power as an artist. But as far as like his MCing, I'm not, I'm not about to sit here. And give pop like that, he's not gonna be in my top ten, top twenty for that matter. I'm just gonna. I mean, not. he's a great poet. He's a, yeah, I'll give him that. He's but a great poet, but not it comes to yo as far as rapping, I need to know what you, I, your lyrical your lyrical dexterity needs to be to a certain level for you to be in my top fifteen, and top twenty. That doesn't end with ease. Yeah. Start with I can't. A. You need to. Yeah, I need you to change up your rhyme scheme. I need you to. I need you to. I need you to switch that shit up, dog. <laughs> so yeah, I just need you to switch that shit up. Like I said, he made great songs. It just wasn't the good. He just wasn't the greatest MC. It just wasn't. Sorry. Great artist. Just sorry. wasn't the greatest MC. That's fine. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Sorry, um, not sorry. It is right. what it is. But um, with that being said, I don't really. You have anything else you want to touch on? Anything that um, anything um, rattling around that brain of yours that you want to touch on before we uh, end this episode? Um, I don't think I have anything on my end. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Well, like I said before, uh, solo was really good. You get to see a whole, literally the entire origin of. Uh, Han Solo and then how he met Chewie and then uh, Lando we are here for uh, Mr. Donald Glover at least I was shout out to Donald Glover holding down the character of uh, Lando Carlisian 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 I can never say it right but whatever like he really he really held it down man like like he really he really captured Billy D's essence I'll say that as far as like the way he you know did his lines or whatever and you know it's it sounds like i'm gushing over here but i mean shit you gotta see the movie you know what i'm talking about 
All right, cool. Oh, I definitely got to see that. <sighs> so, with that being said, I hope everyone has a good Memorial Day weekend. If you're going to barbecue, you're going to grill, you're going to eat, drink, happy, merry, and all that plate, good yo. stuff. You know, if y'all need, if y'all, y'all grilling, y'all want to, you know, save a brother a plate, I'm going to be more than happy to come through. I'm always invited to the cookout. <laughs> shout out, shout out to everybody that's inviting uh, everybody to the cookout. That's yeah. my phone, by the way. My phone wanted to make an appearance because reasons. I meant to put it on vibrate, but so fucking what? It's my podcast. So Samsung, give us that plug, yo. Give us that, right. give us that sponsorship, Samsung. We got you. All right. So with that Cheap being up. said, I am going to sign off. That's C Way signing off. That's me. I'm Will K the King. Saying until next time. Sayonara, suckers. <laughs>